This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, it was a live Thursday edition of the podcast. We were doing right before Thursday night football, and as we have the last couple of weeks, Connor and I went back and forth and drafted our favorite matchups for the upcoming week in the NFL. We talked about some spreads, some over-unders to get you guys some extra money going into the weekend. We also ended the show with a lot of really great Ask Me Anything mailbag questions. It was a very fun episode. I'm Trevor Sykema. With me, as always, is Connor Rogers. Let's ring that bell. Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sycamore. That is Connor Rogers. Joining you guys on a live Thursday edition of the podcast right here on PFF's YouTube. Giving you a little bit of a preview of Thursday Night Football. Connor, the historic matchup as the commercials painfully remind us every day between the Steelers and the Browns. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I'm being a hater here, but I always find it so funny if the very first thing you have to say about a game to hype it up is something that happened a long, long time ago in the rivalry, it's probably not going to be the best game. That's how I feel about Steelers-Browns. What do you think about it? Listen, man, you're spot on. I'm, as many of this podcast know, a New York Rangers fan, and there have been plenty of bad Rangers years where every time they're introed as an original six team okay so oh yeah so i know it all too well now it's cool because they're good again but listen at the end of the day this is mitch trubisky and jacoby Brissett. okay we we don't need to go any way around it i think these are very good rosters they're very limited um and we're gonna have fun today man we're gonna do our picks not just thursday night football as we always do on the thursday pregame show we are going to get to some wild mailbag questions dude i always say it feels like it's been a week every time we don't record a pod uh going from the tuesday show to the thursday night show very happy to be here yeah no this is going to be a lot of fun as all thursday shows are gotta say special what's up to everybody who is joining us live watching this on youtube you guys have the opportunity to get in on the ask me anything mailbag that we do at the end of the episode um We've got a handful of questions already from some of the listeners of the podcast that we're going to get to, but we'll open it up and see if there's some spontaneous questions that we can get to as well. Before we dig into some of these week three previews, week three in the NFL season, got to tell you guys that PFF has a new app. If you have an Apple device in the palm of your hand right now, that means that you can get the PFF app. What do you get with it? Well, you get everything that you want. You get the fantasy football advice. You get the exclusive betting dashboard. You get all of the analysis from the articles that you love, everything that you constantly go to pff.com for. Now you can have in the palm of your hand in a beautiful mobile app setting. So go check it out uh, on the App Store. Apple devices only right now. We're working on it. We're working on it. I know you Android folks hit us up all the time. We're working on it. But if you got an Apple device, go check it out. PFF, Pro Football Focus, and uh, leave us a five-star review because you love us. All right, week three in the NFL. We're not just talking Thursday night football, but we'll spend a little bit of time on Thursday night football. And I want to start with the quarterback debate, Connor, before we dig into these pick'em games. 
What do you think about Trubisky versus Pickett at this point? Because it seems like we got a lot of people clamoring for Kenny Pickett. And then there's some people saying, hey, Matt Canada is still running the offense, the offensive coordinator there. So is it really going to make a difference anyways? Have you seen enough from Trubisky? Because it felt like there was so much hype for the dude to get his next chance after failing in Chicago, sitting behind Josh Allen for a year, goes to Pittsburgh, everybody loves the fit, and now here we are two weeks into the season, and a lot of people are ready for him to be kicked to the curve for Kenny Pickett to start. What do you think about this whole situation going into Thursday Night Football? It's partially funny, right, that Mitch Trubisky was a backup last year, and his stock drastically improved going into the offseason, and then he plays two games, and everyone's like, ah, He's still the same guy. Like, we were fooled. And it's like, well, yeah, I I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I think he's struggled with things. I think the problem is he struggled with a lot of little things. And I think the Steelers are a good enough team that they don't need a ton from the quarterback position, but they need more. I will give Trubisky the benefit of the doubt. The Steelers' offensive line, no surprise. They They have struggled. They are not overwhelmingly talented. They need to improve that unit again in the offseason. I remember having this conversation on many mock drafts we did um so that's a bit of an issue as well the thing i look at trevor if you weren't gonna move to him now right because you have the browns thursday night and the browns secondary has had their problems okay they've Mm -hmm. had their problems then you had the jets next week where the jets are coming to you the jets defense has had its problems yeah then you got the Bills. You Ooh, don't, it gets ugly. It gets ugly. You got the Bills and the Bucks and the Dolphins and then the Eagles. And then the I, Saints. But here's the catch there. You have the bye week before the Saints. Right. right. I, I'm pretty fixated that we're not seeing Kenny Pickett until at least after the bye week because I don't think they want to feed him to the Wolves that are the yeah. Bills and the Bucks and the Eagles. And I don't think that's a good idea. So I, I think this is Trubisky's show until after Halloween right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, for everybody who watched the It's Just Football show that we had today on PFS YouTube channel, you guys heard Hannah Mears talk about this, but she covers the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we kind of asked her this question, and Mike set up the question with the Steelers don't exactly have a short lease on guys. Like, that's just not the way they operate. They give guys a chance well, to— did, Well, Big Ben last year. Well, sure, and I mean, just like a lot a lot of people that they have— they, they give them— long leashes to figure it out and and it just it wouldn't be like them i don't i don't think to really pull the hook on them and you're right after this they have the jets buffalo tampa bay at miami at philadelphia and then it's a bye week then they get two games at home they get new orleans at home in week 10 and then cincinnati at home in week 11 i think that's probably the target date right because you don't want to start them on the road they're they weren't going to start them this week they weren't going to start them in cleveland it's a divisional game it's on the road i don't think they would do that they host the Jets next week, but like you said, it's a murderer's row after that. That's so the issue. That's the that's the tough part. I think I'm with you. For as much as people are already talking about Kenny Pickett, I don't know if they're going to make the change. Because, I, I don't think so. Because of Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Philadelphia, it's on the road to Buffalo hosting Tampa Bay. Okay, that's the one home game, and then it's at Miami, at Philly. It, not a good, not a good spot. Not a good spot. It's just there is no way that you are not really throwing him to the wolves if you if you make the change after this week so i think i'm with you there i think we're gonna see trubisky for a little bit longer yeah that, that's what it's looking like it's just what's logical as much as a lot of steelers fans or, or people that are fantasy football players that this is impacting don't want to hear it 
Uh, you made a really good point, Trevor. I think the Steelers as a franchise, they won't operate in a rushed, hurried, panicky way. Yeah, it's just they're never they're never like that. So no. I uh I it would be it would be against their nature if we saw it here. By the way, Scott in the chat says direct deposit hits tomorrow. Connor, how many checks you get and you're the busiest man in the biz? And he's not wrong. I feel like every Marlis time Friday. I go- I feel like every time I go to your Twitter feed, you're ju- you're retweeting some clip of a different show you're on. Matthew uh, yeah, show this show, the Mets show, the SNY show. Like, dude, you're all over the place this year. I have a running joke uh, that when I come home from work, that I say to my girlfriend because there's nobody else in the apartment. Mm-hmm. I I, go, I call myself Mister Tri State because I'll be coming home <laughs> from from Connecticut doing the fantasy football happy hour at NBC. And then sometimes I'll be in New York for SMY or Bleacher Report. And then when we do the PFF NFL stock exchange, I am in the lovely great state of New Jersey. So Pitbull is Mr. Worldwide. I'm Mr. Tri-State. I don't know if you're allowed to give yourself your own nickname. Are you? Yeah, you really shouldn't. You really shouldn't. It's a really bad party foul. And I have absolutely accepted it. I feel like that's uh that's a no, no, but if look, if people, who listen to the show in the comments just start calling you Mr. Tri-State, then it's going to stick. Then it'll stick, and then we can roll See with See the it, little so. lower right here? <laughs> yeah, that needs an updating, folks. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, let's get into the pick of some of these games. I uh, reluctantly bring up, Connor, our record so far this season, two weeks in. Oh, we, we both, so what we're doing, if you guys are new to the show, what we do on Thursday is we wanted to come up with a creative way to preview at least the desirable games in the NFL. We weren't gonna we're not gonna be able to touch on all of them. We just don't have that time in an hour long podcast. But what we wanted to do is at least hit on the ones that we're excited for. We know that you guys are excited for. So we have a little bit of a draft. Somebody will go first and they will pick a game either against the spread or the over under. They'll have they'll get their first pick at a bet and then we'll kind of snake draft from there. Next person gets two. We'll, we'll end up drafting eight total games. We'll keep score throughout the season of whose bets that they drafted is better. We both went one and three on week one. You beat me in week two because you went two and two, and I went oh. one and three again. <laughs> God. I was confident last week, too. Seattle, well, that's Seattle football. Seattle at San Francisco, man. Seattle coming off the emotion wing, getting eight and a half points. Trey Lance gets hurt, and all of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo has this team going to the NFC Championship game again. I was, I was duped. Washington, Detroit turns out to be a shootout. Okay, sure, I guess. And then, <laughs> so did Jets Browns, by the way. For and, me, yeah, they did. They did. shootout. Yeah. Jets Browns. The last one that I had was Los Angeles Chargers and Kansas City Chiefs. I had the over fifty four, and it ended up being. 51 your luck is going to turn getting screwed over here i'm feeling a 4-0 week for you okay all right we love to see it all right so you want to go first or yeah so yeah i had the uh okay well i'll go first in the spirit of we'll go back and forth because you went first last week i went first week one um i went two and two last week what's that probably come up with another competitive way to see who gets oh absolutely choice but Maybe we'll Absolutely. have to have the chat figure that out for us. Yeah, the chat. I love the chat right now. It's it's a just an absolute beauty. I want to get that out there. Uh, my lock of the week last week was the Bengals minus seven against Dallas. Not even close. Uh, not Jets great. at Cleveland under 39 and a half. Not even close. 
I hit on the Bills. I did say the Bills would crush the Titans. I did say that. I, I got did. one. You did. And then yep. New England and the Steelers went under 40 and a half. So two and two. I needed that off of one and three. Let's make this a three and one at least. First pick, Trevor. I know this is on your board. The Lions, for some reason, are getting six points against the Vikings. And I have to have it. I have the covering Campbells. I love this Lions. The offense. covering Campbells, you yeah. said? Bro, they are. Listen, this Lions offense is for real. Jared Goff is playing efficient football, not great football. They have mm-hmm. a great offensive line. They know how to run the ball. There's a lot of things they need to clean up on defense, and the Vikings have a good offense despite the no-show on primetime from Kirk Cousins, a tradition like no other. I love the Lions getting six points, even if it's at Minnesota. Let's go, Lions. Not only was this on my board, Connor, I have, no. the, I have them ranked going into this show. Me too, yeah. This is number one for me. Wow. The, this was I kind of game the me. system that I decided to go first overall. Then yeah, but uh, yeah, but we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks. Is you've been like, oh, like I'm going to pick this game, and I've told you I was like, that's way lower on my list. Yep. I wasn't going to pick that right away. This one I was going to go with first overall. Lions have 35 oh. and 36 points the last two games. Even if they score in the 20s, right? Even if you're saying, hey, let's take 10 points off of the Lions totals after the last two weeks. That's them getting six points. What are you telling me? The Vikings are going to outscore by six points. If it's a game in the twenties between these two, I don't believe that. So I think Uh, that even if you, as long as the lions get somewhere within the twenties, I have a hard time believing that the Vikings are going to have the firepower to really embarrass them by more than almost a touchdown. So this line way too big for me. I shoot. I think the lions can win this game. You know, we do. Sure. On uh, on it's just football on on the show that we have we do five dollar Friday parlays Fun. so Mike and I will take we'll do a three leg parlay and we'll throw five dollars on it and we'll try to get people rich you know before the weekend I'm absolutely gonna have the Detroit Lions money mm-hmm. line on there as one of my parlays take a shot at it this one's pretty realistic hold that so up I agree with you agree incredible with you. chat right now Richard Machado said we should just go based on last week's record yeah uh, that's a good idea. So then I, I actually went first fairly instead of me being a cheat, which it definitely seemed like I was. And then uh, Cathal Birmingham said, your records last week pale in comparison to me being the schmuck who suggested the Jets as the last winless team bet. And then I went 0-5 last Sunday. Monday's pod was a merciless kick in the nets. Gee. <laughs> uh, we opened the show like celebrating the Jets comeback. Literally. We did. We did. We did. That was oh, literally man. the first thing that we hit on there. So damn. You love it. You all right. The chat is is lit this Thursday. They're Chat's not gonna incredible. They're not gonna hold anything back. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go back to back here. Yeah, you got the snake. I got, here. I got a snake draft. Uh you know, I think <clears throat> are you gonna take one of these? A little game little gamesmanship here. I'm wondering if you're gonna take one of these. First one I'll take. New Orleans to cover three in Carolina. Got absolutely no faith in Matt Rule. Do not have any faith in what the Carolina Panthers are doing right now in Carolina. I don't care that this game is on the road. I know the Saints didn't have the best start against Atlanta or the best overall game offensively against the Buccaneers, but... 
I think the slow start out of the gate is understandable. A lot of moving parts, a lot of new with what New Orleans was doing against Atlanta. And I think, and honestly, Atlanta came out a little bit hotter than New Orleans thought they were going to. And the Buccaneers, all bias aside, have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And I think that that yes. was just a defensive slugfest. Tampa couldn't really move the ball on offense against what is a good uh, uh, Saints defense. But I just truly think that the Buccaneers are they're a different beast on the defensive side of the ball. For as talented as I think the Cleveland or sorry the the Carolina Panthers are on defense, I don't think it's all coming together. I just don't. I don't think this is a full team. I don't think it's a winning identity team. And for it to only be a field goal, I think the Saints are better than a field goal than the Carolina Panthers. I just realized that that New Orleans started the year divisional opponent, divisional opponent, divisional opponent. It's pretty rough, actually. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. And two of them were on the road, so. They kind of got screwed on that. And then the other one was the Bucs. So they, they kind of got screwed on that one to start the year. I'll take the New Orleans Saints overcoming the three points as the road team. What do you think about this one? I love it. And I didn't have it on my radar, but that's not – I would check my pick'em pool. I picked the Saints to cover two and a half in my pick'em pool where we pick every game. I didn't have this in my notes, but I am totally on board with you. That's what I would have went with. Uh, I am debating making that a key pick, one of three key picks I get in the pick and pool. I'm keeping an eye on all the injury reports to that game. I know McCaffrey has been limited with the ankle. He says he's going to play. It's lingering yeah, I think stiffness. He'll be okay. Yeah, he's going to play, but there's just not a lot to be entirely positive on right now with Matt Rule's Panthers. So yeah. I think you're all over it. And I, now the Saints are dealing with their own whirlwind, whirlwind of injuries, but they are clearly the better coached football team. Right, right. And I think the offensive line is going to be able to hold up well in this matchup. So all everything to me points to New Orleans being better than a three-point favorite against this team. I'll stick with the NFC South for my next one. I'll take the Bucks, man. Bucks yep. are facing the Green Bay Packers. And this game started off this week with the Packers getting three points. And now they're only getting one. It is swung in the opposite direction that I thought that it would have. And maybe that's because, you know, the Mike Evans suspension, he's out. Okay. Chris, Chris Godwin's probably not going to play. I have no idea if Julio Jones is going to play. Donovan Smith might not play as well. So that means their fourth offensive tackle, um, Brandon Walton, I believe is his name, might play in this game and might start at left tackle for the Buccaneers, which is not good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you're not selling this one right now. But... Green Bay looked terrible in week one, looked clueless on defense, and the offensive side of the ball was also awful. Week two, they played Chicago, which is a terrible football team, so I don't put a lot of stock into that. And four of their starting wide receivers are on the injury report with did not practice here on Thursday. I think Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, and who's the other one? Was it Christian Watson? Is Christian Watson banged up? Maybe it was Christian Watson. But I'll find out like, for you right now while you're their going. Their top four wide receivers, top four of their uh, top options are hurt. And like well, no, none of them have been very good. Also. They didn't even practice. And when they've been out there, they haven't been very good. Watson has a hamstring. Okay, there we go. So it was Watson. You don't yeah. know if David Bakhtiari is playing. That's a mystery every single week. I think when the Green Bay Packers offense is healthy, it is suspect. This one's in Tampa, and the fact that it is a one-point spread for Tampa to overcome, it's essentially a pickup. I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think, shoot, it might be first to 20 wins this game. But that's enough. 
for me in this game, I have full confidence in how Tampa's defense is playing. That's a good point. That they are going to best Green Bay by at least a point at home. So that's why I think that both of those matchups for NFC South teams, I think they are better than the point spreads that they're currently against. So I'm going to go with Tampa in this one. All right. I like it. I am fascinated to see what the Packers' strategy is in that game because you can't run A.J. Dillon up the middle against the Bucks. So if Aaron Jones doesn't have 25 touches in that game, including targets, I don't know what the answer is, honestly. I really don't. Aaron Jones has to be just this this absolute monster. So we'll yeah, see where – yeah. The thing, the thing is, though, with Aaron Jones is like – Green Bay, like, is, is Green Bay wants to get him out in space. Yes. I was talking with Justice Mosqueda. I was on his, his podcast, and for everybody new, and it's him, he covers the Green Bay Packers. And he was talking about how the Packers' offensive line is doing a lot of pin and pull stuff. They're pulling a lot of their guards. They're trying to get out into space. They're trying to get Aaron Jones a lot further towards the sideline and out oh, yeah. in the middle of the field. And that has worked for them. It certainly worked last week with them in Chicago. But will it work against Tampa? I don't think it will. Good question. Devin Devin White's had a good start to the year. Hey, yes. Devin White and Levante David fly to the ball. And then even beyond that, the safety play between Mike Edwards, Antoine Winfield Jr., and Logan Ryan is so good right now. Any of those three safeties can line up as a single high, can line up as a box player, can line up in the slot. And they're fantastic at coming downhill and really bouncing running backs back towards that linebacker level. And, um, setting the outside edge on the field. So, the, look, I, it's just hard for me to bet against this Tampa defense right now. Even if the offense is struggling, which I know a lot of people want to point to the injuries, no wide receivers, and you know Tom's all over the place maybe mentally, this defense about as rock solid as it gets. So I got faith in them, and I think they win by more than a point. Speaking of having faith, my next pick, running it back, Trev, Buffalo Bills. I'm going to make this one very, very simple. As long as the Bills keep playing like this mm. and they are favored by less than a touchdown, I am going to pick them as many times as I can. The Bills beat the Rams after flying across the country 31-10. They embarrassed the Titans 41-7. I know Miami has had an impressive start. I like Mike McDaniel. I think Tua is silencing a lot of people right now. I still don't think the Dolphins, even at home, are in the class right now of the Bills. Now, the one kicker in this game, the Bills are very beat up. They're dealing with, I think, six key injuries right now. I want to see if Gabe Davis comes back for this game. They have a lot of injuries across the board. But if Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are playing, that defense is coached up the way it is. It's nothing against the Dolphins that are moving in the right direction. The Bills right now, I think, should be favored by more in this game. I'm going to run with the spread that is only somehow – at five and a half points right now. Okay, so Gabe Davis said after practice today, 100% that he's playing this week. You love that. So you do love that. Did not practice for the Buffalo Bills, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Jordan Phillips also didn't practice. That's Dane a big Jackson, one. Dane Jackson obviously didn't practice. He suffered the neck injury that um, had him get carted off in the field and then go into the hospital. But he's he's okay. But Yeah, he, walked, he got out of the hospital pretty quickly. Right, but he's probably not going to. You know, Ed Oliver missed the game last week, and so he's still on the injury report, but he's a limited participant, so he might end up playing. I had this game on my list absolutely because of the reasons that you said. The Bills just seem to be in a different class than basically every other team in the NFL right now. Number one in EPA per play on defense when it comes to limiting what the other team is doing. Number four in EPA per play on offense. So this is a top five team in both categories on offense and defense. 
They've got the number one pass rushing team in the NFL right now, which is an elite grade of 90.3. And they're going up against an offensive line where maybe not as bad as we thought it could be in Miami is I think still going to struggle with this bill's defensive line, especially if Jordan Phillips can play, if Ed Oliver can play, I think it's tough for them. Also the other kicker that I have in this game and a reason why it was on my list, the reason why I like it on your side, this is a very good zone defense team. This group has been together for a long time. They have a lot of familiarity. Therefore they have a lot of chemistry, especially when you're asking them to play zone with one another. If you pressure that zone should neutralize and avoid what Tua was able to do with Waddle and Hill the week before. Now, speed is the ultimate trump card. So I don't want to I don't want to sit here and say that they're absolutely going to blanket those two guys that they're not going to do anything, but if you are pressuring the pocket, if you are blitzing, if you are overwhelming the pass protection and forcing Tua to make a split decision and try to get rid of the ball, these defensive backs and linebackers, whoever's going to be back in coverage, they all work really well together. So they think they know where the ball is going. It's not like they're going to have big zone blown coverages or anything like that, even with Waddle and Hill. So I think they'll be able to contain them, keep everything in front of them, not get beat too deep. And then when they do decide to blitz, I think it's going to rattle to a little bit and we might see a handful of turnover worthy plays from not a handful. It's a lot, but I think we'll probably see it two or three turnover worthy plays from Tua just because of how strong I believe in the Bills defense this week. So I agree with you with the five and a half with the Buffalo take. One more note for this game. And I'm assuming he's going to play, but he's clearly hurt. Teron Armstead has not practiced Wednesday. He has not practiced Thursday. No practice. So I, I know he was banged up last week going into the game. I believe Cam Wolf, who covers the Dolphins, obviously, mm-hmm. and is on NFL Network. I want to get this right. Yeah, he said Tron Armstead played well with the injured toe. He left the stadium in a walking boot. Ooh. He's hurt, clearly. Gutting through it, but hurt. So That ain't good. So, that, I mean, he's going to play, but the Buffalo front, and so same with the Ravens, but I, look at Buffalo. Man, you ever hear of Von Miller? Like, and these guys that are playing really well next to him. I, I just, I like Buffalo a lot. I'm kind of waiting for at some point, if the wall, the wall ever, fall, you know, the floor ever falls out from under them, it just hasn't happened and it doesn't look like it will. So you ever hear of Von Miller? That would just, you ever hear of Von Miller? <laughs> All right. Let's get away from a spread here for a second. I do have a okay. spread up next that next on my rankings, but I'm not going to pick it. Cause I want to, I want to bounce around a little bit. Okay. How about we go Jets Bengals over 45? There it is. The Flacco Burrow shootout. Listen, I know a lot of people are calling this a bounce back game for the Bengals offense. And part of me does agree. I think there's going to be good things from this Bengals offense. I do worry that Lyle Collins has not practiced this week. He's not been at practice this week. Like not even in the rehab area last I saw. Mm. The Bengals offensive line has been terrible this year, even with him. The Jets D-line, the most expensive D-line in football, they've been okay, but they went up against the Browns last week who are a very, very good group. This is a good good game for the Jets D-line, but I still think the Bengals will get theirs in this game. I think we're going to have a little bit of a shootout here. 45 is not a crazy total at all. Not a crazy total at all. So 
This was my this was the only over that I liked this week. I usually go very under heavy. I had two other unders on this list, uh, but let's have some fun and, and go for the over at MetLife on Sunday. I have one other over, and I think I'm going to pick it next, so we won't have to wait too long about it. But since you took this game off the board, I had Jets plus six. Oh, hello. Bengals on my board. Wow, has it really moved that far? Wow. I think it's six. Yeah, I th- it opened at four, four and a half. That's It, it opened at four. Okay, yeah. so let me make sure. I mean, it I think matter. you're right. I think it moved. I can't pick it. Plus six is what we have here. You get it. Oh, wait. Absolutely. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Might have an old one. Is this the updated one? Let me look. Let me make sure. All right. It was five down six. It's six. Love that. Confirm. Hey, you get the Thursday night odds. Yeah. That's, so, man, if the Jets lose this game by a touch more than a touchdown, that's a big letdown after that win. That's a big letdown. The reason why I, I'm comfortable with Jets plus six versus the Bengals is because of the two head coaches that are going up against each other. I'm not a, I'm just not a big Zach Taylor believer. I'm I'm not. And so even in a game that you might think should be ripe for a bounce back with the Bengals offense, maybe they could start off a little hotter. I don't know if they will because Mm. Joe Mixon leads the NFL in carries. Like that's just like, clearly this team is going to slow down. It feels like their script and make things very balanced between run and pass. It's not this team that's going to come out and just chuck the ball all over the field when the game is very neutral, when the scores are very tight at the beginning of the game. It just doesn't feel like that's what Zach Taylor wants to do. So even if this is a really good Bengals game, I don't know how much they're going to keep their foot on the gas. Lord knows Flacco doesn't give a shit, and he's just going to let that bad not care. fly if, they, if they're down on the scoreboard. So Garrett Wilson against six. Eli Apple. Six Ohio State two. boys. There it is. Six points is two point too many points for me. I'd have been I'd have been picking that part of it. Yeah. I, what was the over under? Would you? Forty five. Forty five. Okay. I'll stick with a. I'll stick with an over under for my next selection. I'll go Eagles Commanders. Eagles are traveling to Washington to face the Commanders. Over under is forty seven. I'm gonna go over yeah. on this game. Commanders are I. The big center point I have for this game going over is Philly. Can Philly continue the offensive dominance it feels like they've had over the last couple of weeks? Scored 30-ish points. Can't remember what it was. It was at 37, I think 37, something like that, 38, against the Detroit Lions. Um, didn't score that many points against Minnesota, but they were in control the entire game, and I think they were able to take command of that pretty early. The Commanders are 25th in the NFL right now in terms of EPA per play against the run, which is when things get really dangerous for Philly. If you cannot stop the run or at least contain what they're trying to do, it opens up so many other things for them. It allows them to attack through the air over the middle with A.J. Brown. It allows them to go to Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, all those guys. So if Washington can't stop the run, which they have not really been able to do so far this year, I think Philly is in for another mid-20s at worst kind of scoring performance. And at that point, it's a divisional game. Carson Wentz, he's going to let it fly. He's got Kerry McLaurin. He's got Curtis Samuel. He's got Jahan Dotson, right? I, I think that it being in Washington helps them out. And I think we're going to get a game here that's two teams in the 20s. Maybe one of them creeps into the 30s. So 
I, that's why I think that we're getting close to that 50 mark. I'm going to say over on this one for Philadelphia and Washington. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think that Washington won't be able to stop the Eagles offense. And I think Carson Wentz is not afraid to let it rip, especially the break, the emergence of Jahan Dotson. Logan Thomas is back. We know what scary Terry can do. The commanders do have a functional offense right now. So I would have leaned the same way if I went with that game. What are you closing out your picks with? All right. I am closing out my pick. <sighs> you know, I got to go against my power rankings here. I got to go with a different one. I have one game. I have one game ranked at number five. That's my next highest on my board, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going rogue here. I'm Jerry Jones breaking into the, the, the draft room and I'm going rogue and making a pick. I'm going with the Houston Texans again, baby. Houston Texans at Chicago. They are that getting was up two and a half. Me. They are getting two and a half. Houston no, three. It's the three now. I checked before we did this. Is it? Yeah, you're getting three. Is it? Hold on. I gotta at least on DraftKings in Jersey, it's on. It's it was at three. Oh come on, come on, come on, come on. Where is it? Yes. Mm. All right, so we're going three. We're going three here, baby. I'm getting three with the Texans. They're 2-0 and against the spread this season. Seven-and-a-half point dog in week one tied the game, so obviously they won that one. And they were getting 10-and-a-half points last week, which is absolutely crazy, and they cleared it by three-and-a-half. They lost, but they cleared it by three-and-a-half. Connor, I don't know if you know this, but the Bears' offense stinks. They don't Jeez. even want to throw the ball. It's bad. Justin, Justin Fields has 28 pass attempts so far this season. The next closest quarterback who has started both games, is Ryan Tannehill with 53. That's out of this world. 28 and 53. That's the next closest guy. Jimmy Garoppolo came in, didn't even start week two, came in in week two, and the man had 22 passing attempts. Almost beats Justin Fields in a two-week stretch as the starter. They don't want him to throw the ball, but also... Fields doesn't look like he wants to throw the ball either. I, I no. went back and I watched all of his dropbacks. He is not confident right now, man. I don't know if, if no. he's just not confident in the offensive line in front of him, but they're running all sorts of plays that have these dump off check down passes that he's going to all the time. They're running a bunch of screens to try to alleviate the pass rush, I guess, with the offensive line that's in front of him. It's just not good. It's, it's just really not bad. Good. I do, I do not think – I think the Houston is a well-coached football team. I think they're going to keep this game close. I don't think that Chicago has the horses to really pull away from this one. Give me Houston getting three points. That's my last pick there. I like that. That was uh, very highly ranked for me with the games left, and I was leaning the way you were with Houston. I think, I think Houston's in really good shape in that game. I would actually take their money line. I really would. Ooh, there we go. So – we have to do Thursday night football, right? We don't have to, but it's it's you know it's it's always encouraged. I will. I, you did it the last two weeks, so I think I'm up, and I will close it out with this. Okay. This is a very chalky pick, which is why I, I don't really love it, but I just can't go the other way. I gotta go the under for Steelers Browns. It's I, I'm very torn right now. I'm very torn. I'm either taking the Steelers getting four and a half or the under of thirty eight. But oh, you would take the Steelers getting four and a half. I would take the points, whatever way it was swinging in this game. Oh man! Whatever. I, I, but I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna stay away from the game because I, as I, we led the pot off with. I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky scoring points at all. 38? I do think the 
the Browns will be able to run in this one. I know that. But 38, this bit me last week when I did it for Jets-Browns. It bit me because I was like, it's a low number, but I, I think it's going to be bad. And it wasn't. It, uh, 61 it, points it was for Jets-Browns? Yeah, don't forget that 14 of them came with about 90 seconds left in the game for everybody listening at home. You do love to see that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ruthless. Yeah, I'm going to take the under 38. Okay. I, I I think this is uh, this is going to be a slop, man. I really, okay. it's going to be kind of funny. I mean, and I also think that both teams are really going to do the whole let's establish the run thing that we get a really quick clock. So the Steelers traveling to Cleveland, a wildly low line. Let's go under 38. I w- I'm I would go if I was picking this game. Funny enough, I would go opposite on both ends, right? I I both of you. I'd take over thirty eight. That's just such a low number. Uh, and then I would take Cleveland four and a half. I would take Cleveland four and a half just because I I don't I don't trust I don't trust the Steelers right now, man. I really don't. And like you said, they should have the Browns should have won the game last week. 100%. Not to take anything away from the Jets. No, it, they no. absolutely should have won the game last week. Did you no. watch the Stefanski mic'd up for the last two minutes? Oh no, I didn't. It's pretty good. They it's released good. that. Yeah, they did. Who who released that? Couldn't it's be like it mic'd up as NFL Films, as far as I know. Oh, I thought that was team content. Yo, no, I think I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, it, it's it's still NFL Films. Okay. I mean, I he check it out. He seemed pretty happy that Nick Chubb ran it in. And then as soon as Corey Davis catches the bomb, he takes the headset off and he's he's pissed. And then he's like, hands team. And they show the onside kick being recovered by the Jets. It's just, it's it's pretty tough. But he he did have a, he had a good reaction. I'm like, okay, we're going to bounce back from this while Jacoby's really, really pissed. It was very interesting. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Oh, here's one last note for you. Yes. Uh, Stefanski is, I believe, one and eleven against the spread verse in the AFC North. So he's got to buck that trend starting tonight. I don't like bet. By the way, I don't make my picks based on trends. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> Always, I want to be very clear. Do not pick on trends, but it's very interesting. Okay, all right. That's a that's a big trend. Ooh. All right, so my my four games that I have this week, you got New Orleans at Carolina, them covering three points. Uh, Tampa hosting Green Bay, Tampa covering one point. Philly, Washington over forty seven, and then I got Houston getting three points in Chicago. Connor, what are your four? My four this week. We're going to start off with a underdog in the Lions getting six points, traveling to Minnesota. Go Lions. The Bills only having to cover minus five and a half at Miami. The Bills have destroyed the two teams they've played. We'll see if they can continue that trend. Bengals traveling to MetLife again, going over 45 points. Joe Burrow versus Joe Flacco. Thursday Night Football. Some of you, by the time you're listening to this, it already happened. And if it did, hopefully less than 38 points were scored for my sake. For the sake of the credibility of the podcast, we need Which it. Which is rapidly sinking like the Titanic. No, 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 no. We're good. We're turning it around. We're turning it around. It's uh, a draft pod, okay? It's Kevin, not a betting pod. Kevin said you got to bet off vibes, not trends. That's what I do. You're just betting off vibes. Just yeah. Like everything I, that's what I do after like two tequilas. Absolutely. You're just firing. I'm like, I start. Do you, <laughs> this is when it gets real bad. When I get real bored over summer, when I'm like on like a school teacher schedule, like June is real quiet. Right. If the yeah, Mets yeah. are playing a day game 
and I am very bored, I will bet live at bats. Like I will bet like okay, but that's funny. Like Lindor is going to hit a single here plus five hundred. You can do that. Yes, you can live it's, at. Dude, it's at a disaster. It's a disaster. Oh, you can no. you can live bet at bats. Okay, I might have to get into this. We yeah. might have to get. Well, into wait till next story. year when you're when you're bored. All right, we're gonna get into some uh, ask me anything questions. Round out the podcast that way. If you guys are in the chat right now and you have any extra ask me anything, whether it's football or non football related, fire them away. I'm gonna get to the ones that uh, that that some people asked us first, but as we kind of have them come in, we'll try to get to as many as possible before we hit those. Got to remind people that NFL action is in full swing. And here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NFL, they're winning big. We're talking touchdowns. We're talking big plays. And now even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL game and win 200 free bets, $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, now everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings step-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, now you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Use the promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place that $5 bet on any football game. It's promo code PFF. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, our newest partner is revolutionizing the sports world betting and fan engagement by making sports fandom profitable. That company is Symbol. The stock market for sports. Symbol was a PFF sponsor last year. Now they're getting back in the action for this football season. Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks and even earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. Symbol took the thrill of sports betting and combined it with the profitability of the stock market to give you a platform where fortune favors the fan. I still have stock in the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders, which is, I just realized, going to be a net negative because they play this week, so I'm not winning any. Okay, all right, I'm going to buy a team live right here on the podcast through Symbol. Okay. I'm going to buy a team live. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm on symbol. On a NFL. We're sticking to NFL. Oh, man, I should have bought the Texans so long ago. Yes. Ooh, what are the Lions at? Lions could be it. I bet they're soaring stock-wise. Where are they? Where are the Lions? 30 bucks still? Ooh. But it's not going against the spread. They got to get wins. They got to get Yeah, yeah, no, it's outright wins. That's why I literally bought the Chiefs when I started this in – like the beginning of the season. That's good. That's a good one. What are the Chiefs at now? Bucks are at 40 bucks. Chiefs are at 45. That's high. Packers at 45. That's way too high for the Packers. Ravens yeah, at 46. Eagles at 46. So uh, I'm doing pretty good. Bills are almost at $50 a share. Come on. You make money. You make your money back. Okay. Bengals are at 39. I'm getting in on it. I'm getting in on the Bengals. We're buying the Bengals. Benedict Arnold over here. What do you mean? You, you know, the Bengals, if they win this week, they beat the Jets. Oh, hell yeah. Get absolutely <laughs> smoked, Connor. I don't root Get for NFL teams anyway. Smoked. Everybody knows that. Okay, there it is. 
There it is. Fault the Bengals. We did it. You can do it too. Go over to Symbol <laughs> online or download the mobile app, S-I-M-B-U-L-L, in their app store. Use the code NFLSE to receive a free team stock valued up to $150 when you sign up. Uh, Connor and I are obviously doing this all year. You can check in on the Thursday podcast. Tell us all the money that you guys win when you use Symbol. Enter the promo code NFLSE to get that free stock up to $150 and compete against the NFL Stock Exchange podcast this season on Symbol. Paul Florida guy had a quick question. Will Brady struggle moving the ball in Green Bay with all of the wide receiver injuries? Yeah, probably. I'm keeping it a buck. Probably. It didn't look good last week. Brady was pissed his wide receivers. No Evans for sure. Probably no Godwin. No idea if Julio's playing. It's going to be Scotty Miller time. It's going to be Russell Gage playing time. Russell Gage is playing. We're going to force fire up Russell Gage. Russell Gage getting 12 targets. Getting 12 targets today. What do they call the iPads in the NFL? Is it the Surface? Yeah, the Surface Pros. Or Rest whatever. in peace, Surface Pro. Brady threw one, looked like a mile. Oh my God, he was he, he was pissed. He smoked that bad boy. He really did. All he right, did. let's get into some asking me anything before we get you guys out of here for the game. Yeah, these are gonna uh, get nutty. First one's from Z Man. How much do agents pay you uh, to give higher grades to different players? So this is obviously a. I love this question. This is a reference to jason kelsey and travis kelsey who have a podcast that is very funny you guys should go listen to it but travis kelsey swears that agents pay pff to up players grades jason his brother said that he like kind of believes that but won't like yeah no he was he was not about it he said he was like i like could happen but he's like i don't really i don't really think that that's real um it's not just letting you guys know, nobody's getting paid under the table or on the side to fix some PFF grades, to bring the PFF grades up. That is not happening. But, you know, everybody loves a good conspiracy theory. So That one's been floating around for, like, as long as PFFs existed. I know. Well, because people, people just don't like the grades. Sometimes. Here's so the, so they, here's they the fun fact, guys. About it. People that do contracts... They don't care about PFF grades. And I love I love doing this podcast. I love PFF's data. And it matters a lot. They don't use the grades when they do contracts. They use the data. Like this guy had right. a sick contested catch percentage. Right. The, the grades are good context for like everything put together. Mm-hmm. But no agent sits down at the table and goes, well, my slot receiver client had an 83.6 in week four. So now you owe him 1.4 million signing bonus for the, like, it's just, it's a conversation that like, there's, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. If PFF's getting paid by ages, nobody told me. So that's the part that I would be the most mad about. Not even the integrity. Yeah. I just should be getting paid for it and I'm not. So that must mean that it's not real. So that's my conclusion that I'm coming to. Uh, AJ asked this next one. He said, if you guys had to announce a draft pick, how would you do it? It's a good question. It's a really I mean, good question. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, something WWE style, right? Like you're, you know, you're like you're, you know, Edge's yeah, entrance, that's a good you know, point. Edge's entrance for uh, when Edge comes in with the yep. fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, that's a good one. All that. Like, that's a good one. Or I feel like it just has to be some sort of like crazy WWE entrance. I, I would do the favorite. Triple H water. Ooh, nice yeah and, but, you're grow- and you're growing your hair out a little bit so yeah, you oh yeah, it's, water on yeah the hair it's coming out in the back. back yeah oh yeah i would do that with the 
with like the leather vest jean jacket on but then as soon as i'm done i would make sure i make it all about the person because that is their moment and i do it's not like a pet peeve because i think most people that announce picks do a really good job of this but the most important thing is that player's moment so as soon as you're done with it, your whole like walking as soon as you get to the podium make sure it's just all about them that's good yeah i'm i agree with you I agree right with you. that is like, I, if like they've worked for the moment Yes, it's as soon as you read the name, it's all about them. Get out of the way. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's a very except good the kid that celebrated with Kayvon Thibodeau. That was cool. Well, those are very cool. That was those, freaking cool. Those are very cool. Yeah, I do like that. Um, Tony asked this one: Stranded on a desert island, you can have five TV shows to watch the rest of your life. What are you watching? So shows, like yep. you, you're not getting you're not getting Sunday ticket on the island. No, no. Okay. I mean, you Game have to go Thrones. through what Game you like. Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Okay. Um, Scrubs. Never Master watched it. Scr- oh, dude, it's so good. It's so funny. Scrubs. I feel like that's your uh, your like comfort show. Like yes. you could turn on Scrubs at any moment. Okay. Yes. Yes. That is a comfort show of mine. Um, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Okay. I don't know why I would do that. I'm probably starving on the desert island. So, like, it's just going to make me more hungry. But, you know, at least I'll die. You have to pick, like, a stupid show. So, I get that. I'm going to pick a stupid show at some point. What do you mean a stupid show? Stupid. Man, years ago, I would have said How I Met Your Mother. Because I do love How I Met Your Mother. I just haven't watched it in forever. Perfect time to start again. You have all the time in the world. I guess you're right. Can I say like red zone? Does red zone count? No. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't get Sunday ticket on the strand. Desert okay. Island. All right. I think so any then... live sports, any like live programming does not count as a show. Okay. So then probably how I met your mother would be my next one. Um, and then uh, out of pocket co-hosted by uh, Alyssa Lang and Andrea Carter. Oh my God. Killer. Is Boom. that live? Uh, I don't no, think you'd watch Alyssa no, from the Island. It's okay. It's not live. Okay. Man, okay. Um, all right, I will have Game of Thrones as well on mine. The, Sop- the Sopranos, Ooh. Entourage, Breaking Bad. I've never seen Breaking Bad. So I, I'll admit, I just watched it last spring. So I'm pretty much right there with you. It took me a long time. I've you have to it. do it. Everybody says it's like the greatest show ever. So. For me, it's it's. I mean, it's in the top five. Okay. Um, and then I'll do a. If I do a stupid one, I would do Below Deck. You ever see Below Deck? <laughs> I could watch. So here's the thing. I've never watched, and he loves this. I've never watched an episode of Below Deck at my own apartment. But when I go to my parents, my mom always has it on. And there have been a few mornings I've cranked through like four episodes. Of Below Deck. <laughs> my fiance will watch below deck is like a guilty pleasure show and so will my mom so now i have seen a bunch of this see yes i had no intentions i fell into it and i'm like god yeah but now you just now you just picked it on a top five desert island absolutely i said i'd pick a stupid show okay all right that has to be my stupid show okay but only captain um hold on go show you how big of a fan i am captain kurt captain lee lee yes that's the one yeah Yeah, lee yeah he's the goat he's the goat um people have no idea what we're talking about right now (laughs) wesley asked would you rather have right-handed tua or left-handed mahomes 
Left-handed Mahomes. Yeah, I think it's easy, left-handed Mahomes. Like, it's left-handed easy, Mahomes. Easily left-handed Mahomes. Oh, this is a Game of Thrones one. Oh, Ian, this is such a good question. In a battle royale to the death between Jon Snow, Jamie Lannister with both hands, Damon Targaryen, and Oberyn Martell, a.k.a. the Viper, who walks away with their life? What a question. I think it's, to me, it's clear, but I know this would be really debated. Because you're, can, you're I, assuming I, them at their peak form, right? Like, yes. Yes. It's, it's Jon Snow because his lineage, he is the, like, he is the prince that was promised. He is the greatest warrior that we saw on the show so far. So are you saying that he'd win simply off of, like, destiny and fate? Like the like, well, the yeah, gods just, aren't gonna let him die. That's a huge part of Thrones. Yeah, I yeah. think it's, I think it's Jamie. You could definitely make a case. I think it's Jamie. And I'll tell you what, we better buckle up because this, the answer to this could be Damon Targaryen very soon. At the rate this cat is moving, I'm, I'm not ready to put Damon Targaryen up there yet. Over in Deshaun Jackson threw the ball before the goal line. He'll never it's he'll never come back from that. Which I look, I will defend to my death that the Viper didn't actually lose to the you're, mountain. You're at you're actually right. It was technically a draw. He didn't lose to the mountain. You're not wrong. The, the mountain just turned his face into a watermelon with a sledgehammer but because of the venom he did draw he did draw people for people people overlook that he didn't lose he did not lose he did not what a question that was a fantastic question i'm going i'm going with jamie i think jamie i think jamie wins i think he's the most skilled i'm gonna go with jamie it's tricky are you are you in on a a snow reboot like a spinoff I mean, it has a lot of risk. They're I will doing say. this one well. Like they're doing mm-hmm. House of Dragon very well. So I have to think that the Jon Snow, I have to have some faith that a Jon Snow show would do well. But their source material, this was all written, this show, from books. There is no books on what happened to Jon Snow after Game of Thrones ended. Yeah, and that's right. when it could get really scary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably going to suck. Sebastian in the chat, we'll fire off a couple in the chat before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, Will Cole Beasley play against Green Bay? I don't think no. so. He was signed. He's on the practice, practice squad, right? Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine he uh, that he's going to play. Uh, which zero and two team do you guys think will most likely turn things around? Okay, so I saw in the that, chat someone said Raiders. I agree. Raiders is a good one. Titans is the other one. Wait, Ugh. no, Titans isn't. Are the Titans zero two? Yes. Yeah, they are. They're zero two. They lost to the Giants and they got crushed by the Bills. The only other 0-2 teams are the Falcons and the Panthers, right? And the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals. Um, uh, the one that I would have the most faith in is the Raiders. Then the Titans. Then the Bengals. And then, obviously, it doesn't really matter between the Panthers and the Falcons. So, that's my uh, that's my take there. What 12 else Florida we got? Guy, 12 Florida guy asked, lifting or running? I don't run anymore. So there you go, just lifting. I've been uh, I've been more into running lately. I I should. I'll get on the bike. I like I like running. I don't know why. I don't know why. 
I always like the idea of it, and then I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> That's probably true. Um, which NFL player would you trust to give you relationship advice? Not Tom Brady right now. Oh, come on, man. Sorry, sorry, come sorry. On, man. Sorry, sorry. Come on. Had to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> no, who, who would... Uh... Who's been married for forever? Philip Rivers? He has like 45 kids. And That's true. That is true. The man's clearly got an untouchable sex life. Remember the Philip Rivers SUV? No. <laughs> what is it? Is it? I'm Googling this right now. <laughs> Philip Rivers SUV. Philip Rivers had a film room on wheels, Trev. Oh my God. What is this? Yeah, dude. It's amazing. Philip Rivers buys SUV with film room for Los Angeles commute. Yeah, bro. Dude, this is sick. It's a movie theater on wheels. Wow. Yeah, sure. Philip Rivers. That's I guess that's that's the answer that I'm going with. Anything like when I saw that, I was like, this is a guy that has it all figured out. It's true. It's true. Football analysis said, Trevor, would you rather have Skyline Chili or the Bucks drop two games in a row? If I Trevor. If me eating one meal of Skyline Chili means that the Bucks will not drop two in a row, I will eat Skyline Chili. Now, if you told me that was the only thing that I could eat for a two-week period of time, if you told me that if I only ate Skyline Chili, it would guarantee that the Bucks would never lose while I ate Skyline Chili, oh, how long could I go? I, I couldn't do it. There's no way I could go more than like two days when no. I'm thinking about it. There's no. no way. There's no way. No way. All right. That's it. That's a good one to end on. Absolutely. That's Great stuff. I just love the chat tonight. Yeah. Chat yeah. was just phenomenal. Y'all were fantastic. Thank you guys for so, for so much for watching us live on a Thursday. We know it's kind of a weird time right before the game. You guys are getting off work. You got dinner with your family. The game is about to come on. You're, you're rushing to get done with it. But for everybody who has the time to tune in and, and, Get with us on a Thursday live. We love you and we appreciate you getting in on the show with us. It's a lot of fun for, us, for everybody watching afterward. Anytime you guys tune in to NFL, see you guys on Monday to recap everything that you're about to see on week three. See you then.